I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is our number two of the nightcap coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. He's Holden Kushner. I'm Femi Abebefe. We're in for Tim Murray and Sean King. They're getting some much-needed time off as of right now as we're in the dog days of July. Coming up to join the show in about 15 minutes, VEASAN host and host of Follow the Money, Mitch Moss, will join us to talk all things MLB, Juan Soto trades, maybe a Kevin Durant trade, and also we'll get some of Mitch's favorite NFL futures. But let's turn our attention back to week one because we went deep dive on the Rams-Bills opener week one, which is 45 days away, folks. The countdown is on to week one of the NFL regular season. But going down the rotation order, our next Mm -hmm. game takes us to the Meadowlands where the Baltimore Ravens will be taking on the New York Jets. The Ravens suffered a ton of injuries. Last year, now they're coming back. Lamar Jackson's back in the fold. Gus Edwards, Ronnie Stanley, J.K. Dobbins, Marcus Peters. they got a lot of guys who are projected to be coming back here in 2022. And right now, they are six-point favorites against the New York Jets. The total sitting at 45. We've actually seen some line movement in this game here, Holden. It opened four and a half. Now we're all the way up to six. Before we get into the line movement and this game in a vacuum, what do you make of these teams in their 2022 season-long outlook? All right, let's start with the Jets. On the field, I am not a fan of Zach Wilson. Off the field, I am enamored. I find this man a legend. I would love to hang out with him and meet some of his friends. Uh, But on the field, I don't think he's nearly as successful. So I'm just looking at this. 13 starts last season. You know, Just take a guess, Femi. I'm giving you no lead in here. How many points did the Jets score per game in Wilson's 13 starts last year? I would say 17. 16.3. Perfect. This offense stinks. Okay. I'm not, a Zach, I'm not sold on Zach Wilson whatsoever. I think he's going to have a lot of problems here. Look at the Ravens secondary. Now, last year, Marcus Peters, if I remember, he was hurt. Marlon Humphrey yep. uh, back there as well. This is a sensational secondary for the Ravens. Now, if you're looking at the Ravens and saying, well, the, the Ravens, this is still a great defense. I wouldn't go that far, but their secondary was destroyed last year. They're going to mm-hmm. get that back. Now, on the other side of things, we've got Lamar Jackson, as you and I discussed earlier. This was a potential MVP last year. He is an MVP already. He was yep. a potential MVP last year. He got hurt. Um, and, and I think what we're going to see out of them is a little different team. 
So they went pass heavy last season. They had to. So Andrews, Bateman, these guys were having big seasons. I think it goes back to the run this year. I think Lamar's in check for a thousand rush, a thousand yard rushing season. Dobbins should be back this year. Gus Edwards, a lot of running. I'm not saying they're going to slow the game down uh, that much, but it should be a slower pace than last year. And I'm looking at the total in this game right now. And at 45, I'm not so sure that this Jets offense is going to do their part to get to where they need to be. Hmm. So maybe take a look at the Jets team total and see where that is. You would think, what, if we got a total of 45 and they're six-point dogs? I'm horrible at math, but they're yeah, thinking. Probably they, around like 19, 19 and a half, 18 that and a to half, me, somewhere around That there? to me is an under. That, uh, that Jets team total might be the one that really stands out. Although, the, you know, the Jets, we were just talking about them. Sauce Gardner, Jermaine Johnson, they've got a couple of guys here, younger younger players. The total is what interests me in this game, and the under is what interests me in this game right now. Where do you think the side closes? Because we're at six. We've already we've opened four and a yeah. half. Now we're at six. I Call me crazy, but I think if I saw a seven, I think I'd feel inclined to take the Jets and just plug my yeah. nose and try not to watch the game because it might just go horribly for me. But what do you think we end up closing with this game here? Yeah, I, I think that six and a hook six, would six probably hook. be the direction that I'm thinking in this yeah. game, Femi. That yeah, makes sense. Six yeah. and a hook would probably be the way. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense here. This Ravens team, uh, I like them to bounce back. I know a lot of folks like them to bounce back here in 2022. I've already bet them to win the AFC North at mm-hmm. plus 220 over at William like Hill that. just because I figured that the schedule sets up for them. It's not daunting. It's not easy, but it's not daunting. And I think with so many guys coming back, this team in the betting market is seen as the best team in this division, despite what Cincinnati did a year ago going to the Super Bowl. Cleveland, I know if Deshaun Watson was going to play 17 games, Cleveland might be seen as that team, mm-hmm. but Deshaun Watson is probably going to be suspended for half the season or so. So I like to wanted to get in I early think. on this Ravens team and get in at plus 220. I believe that number is now like plus 150 around that range right now. So uh, I'm in on Baltimore to bounce back. That's a sharp look, yeah. man. I, and again, I love me some Lamar Jackson. Yep. This is going to be another MVP candidate. As long as he stays healthy, Lamar Jackson is always going to be in the mix to be the MVP. Let's go down the board here. Saints and the Falcons, Ooh. a little NFC South action here. And it's a division game in week one, which can be tricky in week number one. The Saints are five-point favorites, a consensus number after opening as three-and-a-half-point favorites. The total is down to 41-and-a-half. It opened at 42. What do you make of this Saints team? I know a lot of folks kind of like this roster. Questions at head coach with Dennis Allen. Questions at quarterback with Jameis Winston. But if you remove those two... Their roster might go up against anybody in the league. You can't remove the quarterback, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's the issue that I have here, Femi. You you cannot remove the quarterback, and I am not a Jameis Winston guy. Okay, Coming out of college, I thought the guy made bad decisions on and off the field. Mm -hmm. He still makes horrible decisions on the field. There's no question about that. I do like the fact that they went out and and they drafted a wide receiver at number 11. Michael Thomas comes back, too. So you do have some weapons. Don't forget Alvin Kamara's out, though. But this is a terrific defense top to bottom. They're completely stacked. The Falcons might be the worst team in the league. Okay, they, if I think they are. <laughs> like it's the Texans would be in the mix. The Falcons are right there. So you, you look at the Falcons. Last four against the spread. Not a huge trends guy over here. I like the systems more than trends, but mm-hmm. 4-0 uh, last four meetings against the Falcons. Falcons are just a really, really bad team. It's a lot of points um, that, that you're laying here. But ultimately, this, this Falcons team is just 
as bad as it gets. It's as bad of an NFL roster as you're going to see. So if you ask me, hey, what's the lean? What's the play here? It is tough not to back the Saints. Yeah, no, that's kind of – I think it's Saints or nothing in this game as well. And because I don't love to lay yeah. points in a division game so early in the season, uh, it's going to be nothing for me. I'm not going to back yeah. the Saints either. Uh, although I do think the Saints might be frisky to make the playoffs just because of the strength of that roster. But I don't think they can really do anything. Their ceiling to me feels like it's a little capped because of the question marks at head coach and at quarterback. Don't forget the impact that Alvin Kamara's had too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this and he's going to miss time. Yeah, he's going to miss time. Alvin Kamara has been the centerpiece of that offense. Now I know there was Drew Brees, but it's dumped down to Kamara. It's handed to Kamara. This guy centerpiece of the offense. So if there is a time to get to the Saints, maybe it is Week One. The next game on the rotation is the New England Patriots going down to South mm. Beach to take on the Miami Dolphins. I do have a bet on this game, Ooh, yeah? but I'm curious to get your thoughts first here. This opened Patriots three-point dogs, the total at 45. Now we're seeing it down to two-and-a-half total, 44-and-a-half. Uh, these two teams seem they're, they are the prime challengers mm-hmm. for the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East, but they're still well behind what the Buffalo Bills are projected to be. What do you make of this game week one? Pat's going down to what has kind of been a house of horrors for them yeah. all throughout the Bill Belichick The years. money coming in on New England here? Money's coming in on the Pats. On the Patriots, right? So let's see here. Miami's 4-1 and one straight up against the spread. Last five against New England, right? They swept them last um, year. New England, if you are a Patriots fan or a Patriots backer and you've been backing the Patriots in Miami, you've lost a lot of money. Uh, it's just as simple <laughs> as that. So, you know, given all those things – you still have to ask yourself the question, is Tua going to be the guy that I want to back? They brought in one of the best wide receivers in Tyreek Hill. To me, Jalen Waddell is one of the top three wide receivers under the age of 25. I mean, you got Jefferson, you got Chase, you got this guy. Jalen Waddell, to me, is an absolute superstar. Defensively, very confident in what I see in the Miami Dolphins. Uh, if anything, for me, it would be to back Miami or nothing. Okay, I'm actually on the other side. I took the three with New England. Mm-hmm. Um, and the handicap for me was really simple. Mike McDaniel making his first ever game as a head coach there, mm-hmm. making his first start as a head coach. Tua Tonga Valoa, we know the question marks that are surrounding him. So if you're going to give me three points in a division game uh-huh. with Bill Belichick, with all this time to prepare, I'm going to go ahead and grab those three points there. Um, I think this is a coin flip type of game. So I think just having that key number of three in my back pocket was really what I wanted to do in this game. It's not a massive edge or anything like that. Uh, I figured that this, the line should have been maybe Dolphins, one and a half, maybe two. Um, so when you, it, when it, you think the line's way off in this one then. I, I mean, I, think, I, I didn't think Miami should be three. I didn't think Dolphins should be laying three. And, and, and I mean, and once you're two and a half, between Pigham and two and a half, it's pretty yeah. much all a wash since the yeah. three being the most key number there. Well, but two-point conversions, too, now kind of gets into, into effect here. But I thought that the Dolphins, if you were going to tell me the Dolphins are laying three, I was going to take the Patriots 100 times out of 100, mm-hmm. and we'll see what the results may be come September 11th. I personally think a lot of the, uh, of the betters are going to be on your side. Probably push mm. this thing down to two and a half. Maybe yeah. move the, the line just a little bit. I mean, yeah, the consensus right now is two and a half. You're only seeing a couple threes in the market. Man, it's just every time the Patriots go down there. It's, something, it's tough. It doesn't matter how ba- – it's a, it's a division rivalry. That's the yeah. other thing we have to bring up, right? Yep. I mean, these games are crazy. It's a division rivalry. New England's just ha- – it's been a house of horrors for them, no matter how bad <laughs> or how good – it's just bad. They haven't been good. How bad the Dolphins are, and now they actually have a little momentum against – I, I, I have a hard time back in the Patriots week one.
Are you interested on the win totals with either of these teams? I believe the Dolphins' win total, both are actually around 8.5, maybe 9 at some shops here. Any interest on the yeah, over or the under? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit on the Dolphins. Uh, I, I think I'm buying into... Hope's going I'm, down to South Beach. I think I'm buying into the Dolphins. <laughs> I know Stephen Ross is going to disappoint me, one of the worst owners in the National Football League. Hopefully he doesn't own any of Eason or I'm out of a job real quick, but... <laughs> My God, what a disaster <laughs> that guy is. But I, I, I am buying in on the Dolphins as a wild card team. What do you make of Tua? Because I, I, I think I'm in the middle with Tua. I don't think he's amazing like some of his followers think, and I don't think he's the worst quarterback on the planet like some yeah. people think. They, I think there's, the truth probably lies in between there. They, listen, they gave him all the weapons in the world now. Yeah, no they even excuses. have a little Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert. Then on the outside, you throw Waddle and, and Hill. There's no reason for Tua not to succeed. If he can't this year, Dunsky. And I think that's why they put all those weapons around him. They want to know this year whether he's the guy or if they should move on because the draft class that's coming up in 2023 is very, very rich. On the other side, Mitch Moss, VEASAN host of Follow the Money, joins us here on the Nightcap. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free to play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Holden Kushner. We've been talking a lot of NFL, but... Sprinkle in a little bit of MLB and NBA, shall we, as we bring in our next guest, Mitch Moss, VEASAN host, host of Follow the Money. Mitch, we appreciate the time while you're getting some much-needed time off here in July. But wanted to start with Juan Soto because the trade deadline coming up August 2nd, that's a lot of the talk in Major League Baseball. In your opinion, will Juan Soto be traded by the deadline? And if so, where will he land? Okay, so I don't know if you guys noticed the story that came out on Major League or on MLB.com. Uh, it was, I think, last night when it came out, and they talked to pretty much every executive in baseball, and um, not all of them responded to the person who put the story together. But I'll give you an example. Uh, Fifteen actually chimed in 
on whether or not he's going to be traded by August 2nd. Eight said yes, no. Uh, seven said no. So the GMs there, it made it sound like it would be kind of a coin flip. As for the mm. teams, um, the GMs that trade that chimed in, how about this? Uh, who would you guys guess as the team that would be, according to GMs in the league, would be like the team to lead the way with the best chances of getting Juan Soto? Would you think Yankees? Would you think Dodgers? Ooh, I, I would think maybe maybe the Mets, perhaps, or the Padres. What did they end up coming up with? Yeah, the Padres, number one, eight GMs wow. who responded said um, the Padres. Then it was the Dodgers, Cardinals, uh, Mariners, Mets, Rays, Yankees, and Giants. But it was the Padres with eight, Dodgers, seven. Everybody else had three or fewer, so... Um, you know, that this, this team, this franchise, they've kind of turned into this, you know, making a run for all these big players now over the last couple of years. And they were basically inches away from, in fact, we all thought that they got Scherzer last year before the Dodgers up the ante mm-hmm. and kind of stole them last second. And so I think if it, if it does come down to those two again, um, you know, I mean, what, what would the Potteries have to do to secure a guy like that this year? They would have to go, they probably have to just completely blow the doors off the Nationals. And based on what happened last year, sure, so they might be willing to do that. I think logically that would be the the right place to go. Mitch, what what number are you giving me for Soto to not get traded in season? Because that to me is the most likely outcome here. Yeah, that that's I would actually lean that way as well. Um, I think that that would probably be, I'd say what that's fifty two, fifty three percent. So I'll give you, a, you know, make it a small favorite anyway. In my opinion, <laughs> would you go any higher than that, or is that is that about right? You can, you can give me a. I'll, I'll take a plus one ten, one twenty, maybe. He wants the plus money. Want plus money. I want right. plus money. I'm not. I'm not. No, no, no. You're not getting me to pull the pull the trigger on that one because you're right. I mean, the Padres. If if they're not making a million and a half trades, then that's not the way that they're going. So give me some plus money, or I'm passing on it, Mitch. We can maybe talk off the air right now. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold a tough bargain. I got to say like <laughs> minus one thirty. No, <laughs> no, that is just that, you know that's just bad. That's if I can't shop around on that number, forget about it. You're a tough bookmaker. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's some places off the grid where you can shop around on that number. Is there? Uh, we're speaking with Mitch Mazvisen, host host of Follow the Money uh, in the NBA. Mitch, we saw the report coming out earlier this morning from. Adrian Wojnarowski over at ESPN. Sham Sharania, the Athletic, also followed up on it as well. Kevin Durant, we've kind of been at a stalemate here with Durant and his trade request from the Brooklyn Nets here, but now the Boston Celtics have emerged as a potential frontrunner to land KD. They're now the betting favorite over at DraftKings. They were the favorite before, but now down to plus 450. Do, if, if Boston, what do you think of this? Can they get Durant? And if they don't get Durant, what do you think happens to KD? Does he stay in Brooklyn or is another shooter that's out there that could potentially land his services? Well, this is another one. And I would go back to what Holden just said about Soto. I think if, you know, well, first of all, I had a, I had a longtime friend of mine reach out today early in the morning. who's a huge NBA guy. And he said, hmm, this uh, story from Woj right away this morning, this reeks of slow time of year. See what you can piece together, come up with a story that will, you know, shock the world and then uh, see, you know, make some sense to go out there and put it out there. And uh, it kind of feels like that uh, to me, almost like there's really not much here to it. I'm still going to go, you know, that that Durant at this point is going to be back with the Nets um, uh, around training camp and uh, around the start of the season. And I was listening to some um, Boston area sports uh, radio today, and they basically said at this point, he has what, speaking of Jalen Brown, no, he has two years left in his contract with the Celtics. But because this did get out there now, um, this is it for him in Boston now because he's a very sensitive player. 
Um, he did tweet out, you know, SMH later in the day after the report came out. Um, <laughs> there locally, they were pointing out many instances that, you know, he just like he has thin skin. So like when his contract is up, if he's not dealt before this year, like he's already going to be thinking about going somewhere else. Mm. Um, so that was kind of the local feel there. But I'm going to go, you know, I, I think Soto stays with the Nationals past the deadline. I think I think um, I'd bet on Durant coming back to the Nets at this point as well. Wow. Okay. All right. You took a little left-hand turn on me. I, I, I thought we would have Durant on the move, but we don't. Uh, Boston Sports Talk Radio. You know, Femi, I did a little Boston Sports Talk Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cutthroat, man. Say That's all I can say. There, huh? We like to yeah. make a lot of things up. But I think you've got some great points there, Mitch. I, let, let's get to the NFL, though. I want to pick guys' brains about NFL futures because me personally, I think it's uh, asinine to bet a future on a rusher uh, to, to win a rushing title. I think there's now a lot of numbers coming out here. You don't want to blind bet unders, but there's the futures as far as the player prop market, a lot to the unders. How do you handle the team futures market? Are you involved in the team's futures market betting? I don't have a look yet uh, to win the Super Bowl. I did bet the Saints a while back uh, to win the NFC, mm-hmm. and I did add, uh, you know, well, it's, it's too late to go over the numbers now because they've moved so much with the Deshaun Watson stuff. But when that story came out in the New York uh, Times, what is it now, a month, six weeks ago, I got on every possible, like, under on the Browns and for them to miss the playoffs that I could. But I added one, um, another one this weekend, and I'm going to be pretty high on the Vikings this year. Ah, okay. Just in, you know, and, uh, like, look, I think, I think the changing of the guard there at coach is only going to be a positive thing. And, you get the guy who's learning under McVay uh, for the last couple of years and coaching underneath him. And you saw like the positive stuff come out as soon as um, uh, Zimmer left, like, okay, it's finally like this old guy and his old thoughts and a dying breed is just going bye-bye. Now we get the new young blood in here and it's going to be totally different with the offense and how people there are going to be able to get more stuff done on the offensive side of the football. So I'm, I'm, I found that William Hill uh, will the Vikings win 10 games or more at plus 140? So I bet that. It's basically betting over 9.5, but I couldn't find over 9.5 at that same number, so I found that prop out there. And I'm all in on uh, Justin Jefferson this year. I think that that dude is going to absolutely explode. Um, and I, don't, I didn't bet the Vikings to like win the NFC or to win the Super Bowl. I don't know if Kirk Cousins is the guy I can trust in the postseason, but when it comes to, you know, like – season-long stuff, regular season, I'm totally fine with Kirk Cousins. I think he can put up great numbers. And Justin Jefferson has been basically unstoppable his first two years, so I am, I've bet as much as I could possibly, like different props with Je- uh, Jefferson so far this year. I think that's music to our guy Holden's ears here. He's also in on Justin Jefferson, the Offensive Player of the Year here, Mitch. We got about a yep. minute and a half left here. I, I want to buy in on the Vikings, but I don't know if I can get there with Kevin O'Connell just because not only has he never been a head coach, he's also never called plays in the NFL here. Are you buying O'Connell stock here? Yeah, I am. Uh, because I look at, like, you know, a lot of people love Lafleur with what he's done in Green Bay. I would mm-hmm. say that uh, in big games that it matters most, he hasn't really gotten the job done with great play calling or decision making at that point. But he's been steady as a rock, and that was like getting McCarthy out of there, who was just as bad as it gets. And then new blood again was, yeah. you know, that McVay tree, just kind of like, okay, here we go, thirteen and three, thirteen and three, what thirteen and four, like every single year. I can kind of see the same thing happening with the Vikings. And uh, I know that the secondary is going to potentially be another issue again with that team, but I like most of the other areas with the Vikings. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely on board with that team this year. 
Mitch, we've got about 30 seconds left. Have you placed a bet for week one in the NFL? And if you have, what is your favorite bet? Again, going back to fading the Browns, it was the Panthers. Mm-hmm. When they got Mayfield, I grabbed Panthers plus three and Panthers money line, I want to say a plus 130. So, again, this just comes down to the timing of, the, of news breaking. Um, so that was pretty much the one that I have in pocket right now. There you go. Yeah, right now that is Panthers plus one here over at the consensus line, total at 42. So that has moved significantly since the Deshaun Watson reports have been coming out all throughout this offseason. He is Mitch Moss, VEASAN host of Follow the Money. You can catch him every morning when he's back from his much-needed time off here. Mitch, we appreciate the time here this evening and all the best going forward, and uh, we'll hope to talk soon. Bye, right, fellas. Thank you. Take care. That's interesting. He took the Cleveland Browns, and mm. he's fading them. Going with the Carolina Panthers here. We're going to talk about that game on the other side because I'm curious to get your thoughts to see if there's a potential middle out there because I know a lot of folks were able to get the Panthers at plus three and a half or plus three like Mitch did. But if this gets down to a pick of maybe you come back on the other side. We'll discuss that on the other side here. This is the Nightcap on VCNV Sports Betting Network. Hey. This is the Nightcap on VCNV Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Holden Kushner. We're at the halfway point here of the show, 8.30 West Coast time, 11.30 for the folks out east. So no better time to update the scores over in Major League Baseball. The Dodgers, coming. they're trailing, man. They are trailing the Washington Nationals 4-1 in the top of the fifth. The Dodgers went off as minus 315 favorites on the consensus line. The Nationals were plus 255. You can now get the Dodgers at plus 210, I believe, is the last time I saw. Yeah, plus 210 around there for a live money line bet. Also in the NL West, the Arizona Diamondbacks lead the San Francisco Giants 5-0 in the top of the seventh. And then in the AL, the Oakland Athletics lead the Houston Astros 6-4 in the bottom of the sixth, and then the Seattle Mariners and Texas Rangers are all knotted up at one in the bottom of the fourth. That's a game I like right there. Astros plus 210. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting plus 210 on the much better team, going up against a team with a horrible bullpen, mm-hmm. and an offense that already touched up the Oakland uh, bullpen just a little bit. I, I think that's a juicy line. Plus 210 would be the play here for the Astros. Looking at the Dodgers and the Nationals you know, in, in that game, how much plus money can we get on the Dodgers? Plus two ten. Plus two ten, right? So it's the I, personally, I'd take down two runs for the Astros um, than I would for the Dodgers. But this is just another reason why. Why are we betting minus one fifty five run lines? Yeah. What are we? You, you, you know you what? The Dodgers can go come back and they can win this game. But it's just long term. You're not going to profit, man. One hundred sixty two games. There's going to be quite a few games where just the odd happens. Last was it last week or a week and a half ago? The Blue Jays were minus 400 favorites against the Royals. 400! Mm-hmm. Royals won that game. Royals <laughs> won that game. Man, it's baseball. It's a long grind, it and you grind. really have to stay very, very disciplined to bankroll management there. You have to for every sport, but if you're grinding baseball out like It's a lot me, of games, man. You can you, lose you, really, really you easily. You really have to stay. More than any other sport, I think you got to stay stricter to your bankroll just because of the volume of games that you're betting. 162, so what is that, 170-something regular season games? 
And then if you're volume betting, which I think is a, is a strategy that I kind of use for live, we're, we're betting, what, four or five games a night? Think about the sheer volume of bets that is, five, 600 bets during the season, maybe more. You have to be strict to that bankroll or you're going to lose. Yeah, no, I think that's really sound advice uh, for any new betters and even for old school betters as well. If you've been doing this at a long time, it's, you can never have too, too many reminders oh. about, about having discipline and making sure that your staking size is, is, is really good. Listen, you know, you're not going to find anyone more transparent than me. I fall into the trap. I mean, I say yeah. this all the time, right? But over 170 days, you don't think that I, there's five, <laughs> six, seven, eight, maybe nine, ten nights where I'm just it's an idiot? Like, these are almost like self-reminders yeah. for us. I mean, listen, <laughs> chasing the money is a real thing. It's a horrible thing to do. It's rule number one that you're not going to break. But, I mean, you're, you're down two units. we got a late game going on right now. I'm trying to make it back. Hey, Houston's plus 210. It's human nature. And I'm not down two units right now because I didn't place these live bets. It's another yeah. story for another time. <laughs> well, let's transition to football because I know you're <laughs> – He's a smart guy. He's a good host. <laughs> I know the, the live betting thing. Yeah, we don't don't, wanna, don't we, get me going. We don't want to crawl up that hole right there. Um, but we just had Mitch Moss on in the last segment here, and he told us that his favorite week one bet was taking plus three with the Carolina yeah. Panthers yeah. against the Cleveland Browns or the Panthers at home. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. We'll see who ends up starting that game week one for Carolina. It's looking like Jacoby Brissett is going to be the starter for the Cleveland Browns. So let's talk about these two teams. Right now, that line sits at Cleveland favored by one. The total is at 42. This opened four and a half in favor of the Browns. And I think that was almost kind of a halfway number by the sports books. I think the true number, if Watson were to start, is probably Browns by six would be my guess here. But And then I think the books were like, okay, let's hang four and a half and let's see what yeah. happens. And then people took that money once they figured that there was a good chance Watson was going to be suspended. We haven't heard that news just yet, but the tea leaves are at least leading us to believe that he's likely to face some sort of suspension by the NFL. But what do you make of these teams here coming into this season? The Panthers, now with Baker Mayfield in the fold, if he wins the job, maybe they could you know turn things around in Matt Rule's third year where he is very much on the hot seat, and then also the Cleveland Browns, who, if they get Deshaun Watson back, what does that look like? Yeah. And if they don't get Deshaun Watson for the 2022 season, what do they do at quarterback? Well, I, I think we need to start with the Panthers quarterback situation, right? Mm -hmm. So Sam Darnold was completely ruined by the Jets. And I think now we're seeing a guy, it's going to be tough to get him back on track as a starting quarterback. He just is not going to live up to the hype. Uh, and I know it's early in his career, but again, he was put in a horrible situation. For me, you have to be a transcendent quarterback, like a generational quarterback, to be successful with the Jets organization, with the Browns organization, especially the Browns organization, right? Because I thought for a little minute there, Baker Mayfield might be that guy. So now we got Mayfield versus Donald. I Personally, if I had to make a bet here, Donald's going to be the starter week one. Baker Mayfield comes over. This is not a transcendent talent, but Baker Mayfield also comes over Femi. Um, mm -hmm. He has to learn a new offense. He has to find chemistry, and he has to prove that he is the best starting option after being with a franchise for two months. I kind of find that tough, tough to believe. Now, if they give him that job, then that's the official death knell on Sam Darnold. I mean, he could stick a fork in, and he's going to be a backup for the rest of his career. Week one, okay, so now we got the Panthers. The big thing about the Panthers, though, when they have a healthy Christian McCaffrey, they can be a little bit more dynamic, can't they? Yeah, they can. So but That's a big if, though. But he's, he's going to be back week one. So let's just say he doesn't get hurt in week number one. Now, all of a sudden, 
you've got the best playmaker, at least to me, on the field in Christian McCaffrey. Defensively, uh, I think the Browns, I would say, are a little bit more talented, but let's yeah. go over to the Brown side now. Jacoby Brissett, game manager. You know what this game makes me want to do? It makes me not want to watch it. There are nine <laughs> games that are going to be on. Red Zone has eight games in the Octobox. This will be the one game that nobody will be watching outside of the Panthers, the Browns, and then the eight guys. There's probably a lot more people that want to bet this game, and I don't know uh -huh. why they want to. I, I, there's so many other games on the docket. Why are we going to the Browns and the Panthers, Femi? It's Seriously. One, it's, it's one of the 16 in week care. one. Yeah, it's one of yeah. the 16 in week one. That's fine. There's 15 <laughs> others I could find to waste my money on. To, to your point, the total has dropped from 43 and a half to now 42. There's Oof. even some 41 and a halfs out there in the market. So Bad. that total, who knows where the bottom is for this total, but I don't think we're going to see fireworks in Charlotte for week one between the Browns and the Panthers. Um, while we have a little bit of time, got three and a half minutes left, wanted to get to some of your NFL futures thoughts because yeah. I know you have a bet on Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Justin Jefferson is the guy that you really mm -hmm. have loved this offseason. Why did you go with Jefferson to have the big season here in 2022? Well, uh, there's, there's quite a few reasons for it. First of all, I think this guy is – he might be the most talented wide receiver in the NFL. Now, you're going to go, Jamar Chase, what about Chase? Chase was the outside receiver to LSU. Jefferson was just the slot. Well, guess what? I think Jefferson now is the more dynamic wide receiver. He could play in the slot. He could play in the outside. Mm. Second of all, new head coach. New system. Dalvin Cook was just talking about this today. He was saying, you know what? I'm not worried about our running game as long as we're winning because I think we're going to pass a lot more. Well, they are going to pass a lot more. And who's going to be the biggest beneficiary of that? It's going to be Justin Jefferson. And right now, the number's sitting at 20 to 1. It has come down. So at 25 to 1 was where I hammered it. Now, you also look at Offensive Player of the Year. They go, no, it's got to be a quarterback. Eh, not necessarily. No, no, no. That's the MVP is the quarterback. We've had Derrick Henry win the Offensive Player of the Year. We've had wide receivers, Cooper Cup. Yeah. Uh, Michael winning. Thomas won as well. Right, Michael Thomas. You have Jonathan Taylor that'll be in the mix. This is not a quarterback award in most years, at least recently. For me, the most talented player in the best position, the best spot, Justin Jefferson. You can give me 25-1 to 1 for this guy to be the most explosive offensive player in the National Football League this year. He fits the bill. I like that you said that this is not a quarterback award because when I was handicapping this award market as well a month ago, I was like, I don't know why the quarterbacks are taking up so much probability in the market. You mean see Josh Allen at 18 to 1, Justin Herbert at 20 to 1, some of these guys. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't think the quarterbacks are going to get this award. I think what you're going to see from the voters is that there's going to be an acknowledgement that MVP is the quarterback award. Offensive player of the year is the fantasy stud award, almost like the, the best non-QB guy is what offensive player of the year is going to be. That's kind of where it's been trending toward. So I also looked at the wide receiver market as well, but I went with the other Bayou Bengal. I went with Jamar oh, Chase. Yeah. I went with Jamar Chase at 30-1 to 1 just because Jamar Chase, 18 yards per catch last season. He and Joe Burrow are like spaghetti and meatball. The chemistry is fantastic between those two dating back to college. He's going to get so much volume, and I think it helps that he has T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd as well alongside with him that defenses can't just key in on Jamar Chase and just say, all right, we're going to bracket him and take him away and make you go to plan B. You can't do that against Cincinnati. And Chase, what he's able to do after the catch – is why I love him so much. He's a dynamic player, won Offensive Rookie of the Year last year. He's in the, the stream of consciousness in the public. Everybody knows him. He's got a lot of hype because these awards are popularity contests. So I like Jamar Chase at 30-1 to 1 to win Offensive Player of the Year. I also, I also played a couple long shots. Cortland Sutton, 100-1. to 1. 
Mike Evans, 125 to 1. That's almost like my Patrick Sertan Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> got to throw some long shots in there. You know, Start. we got to do it. Uh, don't go away. Come back. We're rolling along. A lot of gridiron talk here on the Nightcap here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. This is the Nightcap on Visa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Send the Sports Betting Network. Hey, guess what, Holden? If you want to be a smarter better, make sure to check this out. VEASAN's betting splits page. You get so much information, where the money is moving, where the public is backing their opinions in the market, and where the money doesn't necessarily match that public opinion. Not only do you get this for daily games, you get this for games as well into the future, and it's updated every 10 minutes. The VEASAN betting splits page. Make sure to check it out there at VEASAN.com. If you want to be a smarter better, and we're trying to help you and become a smarter better year-round, check out the VEASAN betting splits page once again at VEASAN.com. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circle Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Holden Kushner. We're just going down giving our early thoughts on week one of the NFL because opening night is 45 days away and we cannot wait for it to get here. Teams are already underway at training camp this week. More of them kicking off as well. And our next game on the docket is an AFC North mm-hmm. clash between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Now, the line is sitting at 6.5, and, and that's where it opened. So all summer long, we've seen no movement in this Steelers and Bengals game. The total as well opened 44.5, sitting today on J- July 25th at 44.5 as well what do you make of these two teams Bengals coming off of the super bowl run there they almost took down the rams in the super bowl and now the pittsburgh steelers it's a new era no more ben roethlisberger mitch trubisky was their signee in free agency and they also drafted kenny pickett in the first round what do you make of these two teams out there in the afc north you start with the Bengals, right so i think that Mm -hmm. cincinnati last year during that run they played as well as they could possibly play there's no way we're going to see 17 games of that again it's just it, it it's almost impossible so you look at that first of all second of all this has been i i found this stat earlier today they lost the Bengals lost 11 straight in this series 11 straight Remember, they were awful. It didn't yep. matter that Joe Burrow wasn't there. Even when Burrow was there, Zach Taylor was a horrible head coach until they went on this run last year. 11 straight games. Last three games, double-digit victories for the Bengals. 
So then you look at this and you say, maybe there is something to this spread being this big, right? Tide has turned. Yeah. But listen, Mitchell Trubisky is, uh, we've talked about this Steelers quarterback situation, right? I mean, is it that much worse than Ben Roethlisberger, though? No. No, I don't think so. The funniest thing about Ben was he said, well, my arm strength is still there. No, it's not. I mean, you talk about noodles. This guy had the wettest noodle arm that I've ever seen. Seriously, we were calling him noodle arm every single week and take the field out there. So then, you look at the Steelers' defense, though. This is what I think is going to keep them in a lot of games this year. Minka Fitzpatrick, Watt, they were banged up so much defensively last year. Not to the extent that Baltimore was, but pretty close. This Steelers' defense was very beat up. You look at a divisional game, I don't care about the double-digit blowouts. Mike Tomlin... Taking his Steelers in there, six points in a divisional game, as you and I have discussed. Six and a half. Uh, six and a half. That is a lot. That is. And please, somebody bump. Have enough money come in here to get it to seven, because that to me is an auto bet. Let's let's go back the Steelers if it gets there. Yeah, and that's what it is for me as well. If it hits seven, I think it's an automatic Steelers plus seven, and you see what happens yeah. there, because I think it's just a valuable bet to make in a division game. These two teams know each other so well, and it's week one. We don't know a ton about these teams in week one. We have an idea about what they might be, but we still don't know until the actual games are played. And Mike Tomlin, this is the spot where you want to back him. Since 2007, when he took over as the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, as an underdog, 47-26-3 and against the spread. That is 64% best in the league. Better than the Patriots, better than Packers, whoever you might think. Tomlin as a dog is one of the best angles in sports betting. So to me, if you're going to give me seven, I'm all over Pittsburgh Steelers. Six and a half, I would lean Steelers. If you made me play it, I'd bet them, but I'll probably sit on the sidelines. But if we see seven, give me this black and gold there. Yeah, once we get team totals coming out too, I'll be interested to see where the Bengals are because I still think this Steelers team has a shot to be a top 10 defense. Again, they got the, the defensive player of the year. They got Cam Hayward. They got Minka Fitzpatrick. They've got a great head coach in Mike Tomlin. I'll tell you this much. If there's one guy that I would want to play with the, for the NFL, Mike Tomlin. This dude is smooth. He's yeah. a great head coach. <laughs> they don't have losing seasons. So, again, this, no, th- this is not betting a team. This one is betting the number, yep. and the number here says the Steelers. No, I 100% agree with you there. Let's go over to Chicago where the Bears will be hosting the 49ers in week one. Right now, the Niners laying six and a half, total sitting at 42. This will be Trey Lance making his, not necessarily debut because he's already started two games in the league, but this will be his first time as the permanent starter of the 49ers going up against Justin Fields and the Bears. So a battle of two class of 2021 QBs in this one. Uh, The Lance experiment. What do you make of this in San Francisco as they make the transition from Jimmy G to now Trey Lance? All right, let me let me start with this, Femi. If this game is played last year, week one, this is the most exciting game in the history of the NFL. Justin Fields was the next great quarterback. Trey Lance was the next great quarterback. Justin Fields went to an organization that cannot develop quarterbacks. I think Justin Fields is in a lot of trouble. I think in a good organization, Justin Fields probably is a legitimate starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. In the Bears organization where they can't protect him, where they don't have the where, where they don't have the system to develop him, where they don't have the weapons around him. I mean, we're talking Darnell Mooney. I like Darnell Mooney, but this is your number one option, him they, and David Montgomery. Be, yeah. Where's the explosive plays in this offense? That's the first thing. Second of all, they're a sieve defensively. And I told you earlier about the Travis Sham mockery. That's what the Bears are heading into this one. Okay. This is an mm. awful, awful Bears team. And I've already placed the futures on them to have the most losses 
in the NFL okay. at eight to one. Okay, there, that's how go. that is what I think of the Bears. Now on the other side with the Niners, at least they have a proven track record with their head coach. Okay, Shanahan has gotten the job done with Jimmy Garoppolo. My big issue right now, Femi, does Lance turn the ball over? Can he be a game manager or does he try to win the game? It is something different. I I covered the Washington football team at the time when they had Robert Griffin III. And what they did with Griffin, run, run, run. They wanted to have this game plan where they develop Griffin and someday he turned into a passer. I think what they're going to have to do with Lance is a lot of run of the football, a lot of short stuff defensively. The Niners are a very good team. I think they can keep it in there. Uh, the question is, what do we want to do? What do we want to do in this game? What number makes the most sense? I don't think I would lay it just because of the uncertainty about Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. uh, and if I wanted to lay it with the 49ers, I'd probably try to lay an alternate line and get maybe plus or minus nine and a half or something like that at plus money. Just because if Lance is good, I think this game is a flat-out blowout. Um, if Lance struggles, then the spread comes into play here, and maybe they even lose the football game. That's also a possibility as well. But I agree with you on Chicago Bears. I think they're going to be one of the three worst teams in football. You bet them to have the fewest wins of any team in the NFL I at did. eight to one. I bet them under an alternate under five and a half at plus two hundred because I don't see six wins on the schedule when Sharp I look at the roster and I will look at that schedule. There, the Bears are devoid of talent. They're devoid of an offensive line, and you mentioned the defense not very good. Also, Roquan Smith now holding out of training camp. He he wants a contract. So you have issues like that that are brewing for a first-year head coach in Matt Eberflus. I think this is a reset year for the Chicago Bears. They're eyeing 2023. 2022 is just to maybe develop Justin Fields and see what happens there. But I don't think they're really interested in winning football games. They're eyeing 2023 to what? Not lose <laughs> double-digit games? To cover spreads. These guys, listen, <laughs> again, I go back to this. You have to be a generational talent to succeed and to be a good quarterback. And a lot of these organizations, Cleveland, the Jets, and the Chicago Bears, they cannot figure that position out. For the life of me, I don't know when it's going to happen. I love Justin Fields' talent. I don't love what they're doing with him. Have they figured things out in Philadelphia? Because the Eagles are the Ooh. buzz team of the NFL offseason. They'll be taking on the Detroit Lions in the Motor City Week 1. Philly laying four, totals at 46.5. And while the Eagles are the buzz team of the offseason, I also think there's a little bit... A buzz brewing in the Motor City. The Lions are going to be on hard knocks in a couple weeks here. Dan Campbell, we're taking down kneecaps. They're playing hard over there. What do you make of this game? And also, what do you make of these teams Listen, for the whole season? This is my buddy, Eric Moody. I love Eric Moody. I don't know if you know Eric Moody. is with ESPN. Mm. And he's, he's on the fantasy side there. And when somebody at ESPN says something, people decide to listen. And I've told Moody this. I think he's out of his mind. Thinking that the Detroit Lions are going to be an above 500 team at this point. Uh, first of all, the knee biter, ankle biter, what, what is he biting? Kneecaps. Kneecaps, excuse me. Pardon my French on that one. <laughs> Dan Campbell, prove to me that you can coach. Prove to me that you can coach. How many close games did this team lose last year? Every single week, and a lot of that comes down to coaching. So maybe he gets better in year number two. But you're telling me Jared Goff, without the weapon, he doesn't have Todd Gurley. He's got DeAndre Swift. That defense Sure, they brought in some pieces. The Detroit Lions, if you're buying into the Lions, that's fool's gold right there, okay? The Eagles are another conversation, and I think we're going to need more than 50 seconds to talk about it. <laughs> the Lions are interesting because I like what they do on the offensive line. Uh, you know, you're not buying the line. Get out of here. The offensive line is actually solid, and I think the defensive line, is they're building that as well. You know, The secondary has a lot of question marks, and 
in Dan Campbell's defense last year, they were projected to lose those games by wide margin. So mm-hmm. the fact that they were covering shows that they were playing hard oh, and outperforming consolation expectations. Prize from Femi, hey, I love hey, it. It wasn't a consolation prize in my bankroll. They went 11-6 <laughs> against the spread there. <laughs> they so ain't no consolation prize at the window there. Yep. But the Lions were able to stay within those numbers, and I think that's a good indicator of a team that is on the up and up here in 2022. We'll discuss that more in depth on the other side as well as Fly Eagles Fly when we start hour number three here of the Nightcap. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 